Broadcasting live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Talk Tales with Chris Phillips. Coming up on today's show, comedy hypnotist Mark Savard. And now, I can name that host in three syllables, Chris Phillips! <laughs> You know, I get more applause out of four people in this audience than I do in a whole weekend worth of shows. Little over the top, but terribly appreciated. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas. I'm Chris Phillips, and you're watching Talk Tales. <clears throat> Here on the Vegas Video Network, we are so happy that you could join us once again on our little uh, adventure we have set out about six months ago now, I think, Scott, to uh, bring you a little slice of what Vegas is like every Monday evening and where we get to have a couple cocktails, or now that we're in the holidays, I guess you would call it libations. <laughs> Holiday spirits. Uh, yes, it's officially the holidays, and uh, we have been uh, gone the last couple weeks. As you know, we are now doing our show every other Monday, uh, due to the fact that I can never get out of bed more than once every two weeks <laughs> on a Monday in time to get here. But uh, since we have been gone, Scott, I haven't been able to say, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Well, yes. <laughs> Nobody caught the fact that my microphone wasn't on there. It's because we're professional here, damn it. <laughs> yes, I had a lovely Thanksgiving. Uh, Jacob and his lovely wife was here. We played a game called uh, Mexican Train. It's a Domino's game. Wow. <laughs> the audience loves Mexican Train. And, because, you uh, know, when I, th when I think of the, uh, the pilgrims and the Indians, I think of a Mexican dish. Yes, and, uh, and the fun part about? was only one of us had to get naked. <laughs> don't want to say. What network you running here? Don't, don't want to say anymore, please. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you had a nice Thanksgiving. It sounds like it was very festive. And, How was yours? Uh, I, you know, I went to uh, a small city outside of South Bend, Indiana, just across the border into Michigan. Uh, I believe it was called... Edgarville, or something like that in Michigan, where I got to meet my girlfriend's mother for the first time after two years, Scott. And it was quite an experience, particularly the fact that she is two years older than I am. So I had considerably more in common with her mother than I do with her daughter. You, you know you're going to hell, right? <laughs> but it, as long as I'm in the VIP section. <laughs> well, <laughs> as long as I got bottle service, I don't care. I'm fine. But no, we had a lovely time. I got to meet her extended family, her cousins, and, uh, and, and they all uh, accepted me after three or four hours. <laughs> no, it was great. Uh, what a lovely time we had. Uh, very festive. So yeah, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and with everybody that came uh, to see us today, I wish you Thanksgiving as well, except for our guest, who is Canadian, so that was just the annoying day where everything is closed to him. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you uh, participate in any of that Black Friday shopping nonsense, either, uh, Scott? I don't have to participate in Black Friday, because I got... Jake. Somebody, uh, what, somebody to do your shopping for you? What? No. I, I just, when, when it comes to black, I've got the best black ever. I, I believe you. We, we can't see him, though. <laughs> like, He's back there somewhere. Camera, not, camera because there's no, not because there there's no light. There he is. Okay, there we go. All right. I, I was just having to take your word for it. We're there. Yeah, uh, no, I, I think uh, Black Friday is a lot of fun. I, I can't imagine people being at Target at 2 in the morning, trampling each other to save $5 on a toaster. No. It's nuts. But, you know, that sounds like a lot of fun. But it is the official holiday season, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, what, what better way to bring in the holidays than to have a couple cocktails with Chris Phillips and get to meet some of my dear friends that make up the fabric of this great community, particularly the entertainment community. But before we get to my uh, first guest, who is a dear friend and an incredibly talented young man, I'd like to let you know that you can... Contact us anytime, of course, with any kind of questions or comments by simply going to TalkTales at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Uh, also, if you're not computer savvy, pick up the old phone. We have a toll-free number. It's 
1-800-242-4599. And if you were one of the uh, lucky ones who are watching us live right now, you're going to actually be able to go into what we call our live chat room, where you can uh, ask us any questions, and we're going to hopefully be able to get to many of those questions on the air for my dear friend, who is my guest today. Uh, there are several ways in which you're able to watch us, of course. You can tune in to uh, our home, which is the VegasVideoNetwork.com, to see what we do, along with many of the other shows that make this the probably the hottest new uh, internet network uh, in computer world, wouldn't you say? You can find us on iTunes, whatever the heck that is. Uh, also, you can uh, watch our computer programming on your TV with this thing called a Roku player. Correct? I feel like, I feel like Regis right there. This Roku thing that every, the kids are into. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Or you can see us on, of course, the way I watch it is on YouTube. Yes. But I get diverted with all the porn that's on there now. A lot of porn on YouTube. You YouTube know porn. I just discovered that. Nice. I've never, I've, I've never been an uh, internet porn guy. And then really? I, no. And then I, I found out that I'm in some of those things, and I figured I might as well. <laughs> well you can, <laughs> That's embarrassing. You can find porn on Roku, too. Porn's on Roku? Yes, sir. Oh, so, well, so, well, see, I know you gave me a Roku player uh, just a few weeks ago, and I, I'm embarrassed to say I have not set it up, but now if, if, if there's porn on it, that's, I'm going to have my girlfriend set it up tonight. Nice. Because <laughs> I'm not terribly savvy with that kind of thing. Anything we, we, I can do to get you online, we're going to do it. So well, you know, I have to because now I hooked up the TV. She went out and bought uh, uh, a Wii mm. player. Nice. I, I haven't had a video game since Pong in 76. Remember that? Chris, God bless you. You sound like you, I'm not just, kidding. you just came out of a frozen tundra oh. somewhere, and you have no idea what's happening around I've been here. living in my little world for so many years. I remember uh, Asteroids and Missile Command back in 84, but <laughs> since then I haven't played a video game since, but now they got this Wii player. Well, you know, it's, it's very physical, Scott. You, <laughs> you, you're, you're throwing things around. <laughs> but, of course, she had to hook it up because I have no idea what I'm doing. So now that, now that she's hooked that up successfully, she can put up the Roku player, too. <laughs> you're so sweet and innocent. I'm not kidding. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. A hug. Oh, Scott. Get a couple cocktails into me. You can get all you want. Nice. <laughs> Hey, do you uh, have a gift right there? Uh, yes, but last but not least, I want to mention oh. we're now on the radio. We are. We're syndicated on uh, KSHP. That's right. AM. Uh-huh. I think that's known as Ketchup AM. Close. I don't know. Thanks. Well done. I'm sure they really appreciate me saying that. <laughs> but before we start with our first guest, oh, Scott. <laughs> I am so happy that uh, one of our dear friends who kind of works on the show and tends many of my performances as well, because apparently there's nothing else to do in Las Vegas on a Friday and Saturday night. Uh, his name is Ira, and, her, and his much, much better looking uh, other half, Marie. Uh, <laughs> leave, leave Ira alone. Ira, what would we be without Ira? Can't make fun of Ira, but he got, they got me a gift, Scott. And he asked me to open it on the air, and. Uh, even though I'm going against my better judgment, <laughs> I agreed to do so. And so, if you don't mind, I would like to say thank you, even prior to seeing what this to my dear friends for thinking of me through the holidays. Well, let's not do that quite so soon. Let's just wait. Huh? It may not be thank you enough of all. No, I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've got something here now that I, I, I have a feeling not a lot of other people have. It's, if I wasn't so damn stupid, and I, I wish I knew what it was, <laughs> it's called a safe mate. And it looks to me like a butt thermometer, but I'm not really oh, nice. sure. I don't think that's what it is. Now, what is this? This is ridiculous. What is a safe mate? <laughs> Well, let me just put it this way, folks. It's what truly every alcoholic needs in Las Vegas, particularly those like me who have had a run-in with the law on a 
couple occasions. It's a breathalyzer test. <laughs> Which, if I would have just had this <laughs> on so many occasions. <laughs> because, you know, I, I have to say that I've become friends with many of the people here in Las Vegas. Some of which uh, I got to meet in a jail cell. <laughs> I didn't ever think I was going to do that. But now, because of Ira and Marie's kind offering of a safe mate, I can check my breath as I leave the Vegas Video Network studios today and have my first guest drive me home. <laughs> well, thank you, Ira. I'll have you administer the test. <laughs> well, folks. We're going to take a short little break, and when we come back, we have not only, once again, one of my dear friends and drinking buddies, but he is hypnotizing the masses here in Las Vegas. He's big-time headliner over at the Planet Hollywood. He comes to us from the V Theater, and his name, ladies and gentlemen, is Mark Savard. He is a comedian, he is a hypnotist, and he is a, a good-looking man, too, wouldn't you say? Especially for Canadian. <laughs> the exchange rate. Well, when we come back, we got Mark Savard from Planet Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching Talk Tales. I'm Chris Phillips. We'll see you in just, oh, 15 seconds. <laughs> Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. <laughs> well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, you're watching Talk Tales here on the Vegas Video Network. My name is Chris Phillips, and thank you for joining us on this chilly Monday night here in Las Vegas. Uh, we had some snow over the weekends. Uh, over the weekends? Everything is plural to me yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, and so things have changed considerably, but that didn't keep me out of the house last night because I had the pleasure uh, to go see one of the most entertaining entertainment experiences I have been to in a long time. And I'm talking, of course, about my friend Mark Savard, who is the hypnotist over at Planet Hollywood, coming to you from the V Theater. Ladies and gentlemen, he is where he is here with us today, looking very dapper, by the way. Why, thank oh. you. Thanks to have you. Yeah. It's not normally how I dress, but I see all the way you dress all the time. And uh... well, you know, I, I actually was a little more casual than usual. I usually wear a suit, but I put on some jeans and such because, in tribute to, as you know, this week the NFR is in town, the National yes. Finals Rodeo. We've gone country. We have. So the city has its country <laughs> bands, and you can't get away from country music and. I hypnotized so I put the jeans on. a rodeo announcer about four nights ago. He volunteered on stage. Oh, you're a kidding. cowboy hat, the belt buckle, and they asked what he did for a living. He's a rodeo announcer. Oh, that's great. So well, only had, in Vegas will you get that. You had a, uh, uh, a really funny uh, cowboy up there last night, as, as a matter of fact, as well, <laughs> who you convinced that his name was E-I-E-I-O. Right, right. <laughs> it was hilarious. But, Mark, I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, not only welcome to Talk Tales, but welcome to Las Vegas. How many years have you been in town now? Uh, I've been here eight years, uh, performing for five, uh, and uh, originally came from Canada. Yes. And uh, this was kind of uh, part of the plans with my wife and I. We um, were looking for something, a little more of a regular gig uh, to raise a family and to have kids and whatnot. And, and uh, obviously, uh, being on the road all the time made it very, very difficult. Uh, that wasn't, uh, you know, what uh, we had envisioned uh, when getting married. So we put our sights on getting a show in Vegas and... Lo and behold, it wasn't an easy task, but we did. Well, congratulations Thank to you. you. Obviously, things are going very well for you. you become a, a, not only a big entertainer here in town, but a big celebrity as well. Your billboards are all over town. They're every magazine. Uh, your, your show is very successful. I know you're selling a lot of tickets and a lot of merchandise, my friend, and that's the, that's the secret to success. And uh, you know, where a lot of shows have kind of come and gone through some difficult times in the last couple of years, you have stayed afloat. Well, I think that and things are going very well. What do you attribute that to? Well, part of it is is the key is entertainment business. Uh, I think that people <laughs> right. focus on the entertainment aspect of it when really it's it's how do you get butts in seats? How do you market? How do you plan? How do you promote? How do you you know? And and not only do all that, but maintain a certain level of product so that it is entertaining and the people start talking about it and sharing and there's word of mouth. And then when the word of mouth begins to spread, you create a fan base and, and that's what keeps the show going. And as you know, I mean, being in, in the music industry, you get a lot of repeat customers, they bring their friends, 
sure. and it grows exponentially. And in this day and age, in this economy, uh, you know, it's it's more business than than it is entertainment, really. Oh, of course, absolutely. And you have a thriving business, to say the least. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I've known of you for a long time. You've been a dear friend, but I'm embarrassed to say that until last night, I've never had the opportunity to see you. And I got to tell you, that was one of the most exciting, entertaining, hilarious experiences I've seen well, here in Las Vegas. The first the, 10 minutes is, is awesome. unbelievable, but you didn't see that because you came <laughs> 10 after 10. So, yeah. Uh. So I don't know if you've ever been to a Zoe Bowie show, but it does not start at 11. It starts like 11.30, well, 11.20, I thought maybe you were on that same time. Start at 10. Why show starts at no, 10? No, I gotta, I gotta tell you the reason though. One, I did see more than you think because I was standing in the back and I was too embarrassed to interrupt you because you were on that roll and you had me sitting right up front and I didn't want to cause a stir. And so we kind of hung in the back. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll cut you some slack because it was the marathon yesterday, and it was difficult to get anywhere on the strip it, last well, night. Well, and we had to take back roads and side roads and dirt alleys, and we've, we've, we finally well, and, got in this and, and you did get in. Yes. That's great, and, and I'm glad that you were able to sweet-talk your way past the box office and, uh, <laughs> to get your girlfriend in because it is 18 and older show. <laughs> and, uh, so. On that note, <laughs> I couldn't resist. You know, it, it, it's, it's never just the box office. They have these things in the hotels now called curfews. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's been really hard on our social life lately. That's but you awesome. know, you're, you're not only one of my dear friends, you're not only one of the most talented people here in town, but I got to tell you, you've now become one of my favorite guests because any guest who brings their own alcohol <laughs> is a dear friend of mine. And, and I see that you brought something very special with yes, you today, and I, um, I've never seen whatever this is before. Would you explain what you are bestowing on our little show? A, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Hosung Pak, is one of the uh, main uh, originators of this vodka, and it's an organic vodka, which is like oh. distilled, you know, minimum five or six times, and it's, it's, it's organic. It's got a flavor of blood orange. It is unbelievable. I don't even know if it's even available in the market yet. So you might be one of the very first people well, getting a taste I, of this. I would very so much like to get rid clear, of that. clear out my Canadian whiskey. Yes, your Crown Royal. Yeah. I know it's polite to pour yours first, but no, please. I, you know, there, there's there's it's, nothing that goes better with Crown Royal than a organic vodka back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my friend. Here's to your success, and here's to organic vodka. Let's see how this does. It's wonderful. <laughs> no, this is delicious. This is fantastic. Where does he make this out of? This is incredible. This thing reads the fumes. <laughs> well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take our reading now. Okay. It's a bad idea right from the beginning. After a couple of these. You know, you met my friend that I brought with me. Bad idea. Dragon, Dragon Vulich. Dragon Vulich. You know, yeah, he's, uh, from he's, a he's a police officer. So oh, let's continue. No. Yes, let's continue. <laughs> so if anyone's experienced with this equipment. So as, if I can't work a damn video game, you think I'm going to be able to work this contraption? <laughs> so what I'm guessing is you push the button, and you go, yeah, I haven't had any drinks at all. <laughs> I feel completely sober. Now, uh, do I breathe into it? What does 4.5 mean? <laughs> it means you're dead. <laughs> no, mine is 0 .01. Is that relatively uh, yeah. sober? Yeah. All right, Mark. Now, now we'll, let's see how you are going to. That's right. Yeah, go ahead and give it a whirl. I fogged it up. <laughs> um, this is very interesting, I, right? I, I'm going to be, you have no idea how much fun I'm going to have with this. It says wait. Um, no, zero, flat zero. Oh, see, okay, well, I, I had a, I... Zero, zero, zero point zero, zero. privy to a cocktail before you walked on, so I had, yeah. I got and, a little and, head start. And we're, and we're drinking straight. So I what mean, we're going to do is so. in 30 minutes from now, we're going to give this another shot and have your friend uh, take us out in cuffs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, to start the program off, as you may or may not know, we have something that 
Not every show in town has. I bet you don't have a live chat room over there at that Hypnotist show. No, I do not. Well, we have a live chat room and we have one of your fans uh, online right now that, okay. if you don't mind, right off the bat, would you mind if we field a question for yeah, you? Yeah, let's field the question. We'll learn all about you. All right, a couple Scott, questions. Yeah, yeah, a couple questions. First one's from Get Her Done. And uh, he wants to know, or Rodeo she wants week. to know, uh, have you ever considered teaching hypnosis to other folks? Uh, I do. Matter of fact, I do have a class. I, I teach. I teach uh, once a year. I teach stage hypnosis. Uh, people come in from different parts of the world. Last year we had 50 students representing some uh, Cayman Islands, Thailand, Australia, um, the UK, Canada, uh, Vietnam. Uh, and um, I teach them to do what I do. I teach them basic hypnosis, how to hypnotize people, how to put on a show, how to uh, orchestrate an entire career if they want to go from whatever they're doing in their lives currently uh, to doing hypnosis full time. So I do. I teach. Now, is that a series of seminars that you give, or how does that work? Are they classes? Yeah, it's uh, broken into three parts, uh, four to five d days of training, depending on uh, what class they're taking. And they come in, they train part one. I send them out on their way to hypnotize people and uh, get some practice, and then they come back a few months later and then teach them the business part of it, marketing, promotion, sure. promotional videos, agents, how to deal with agents, uh, so on and so forth. And then uh, part three is a master's program where we take their videos of their shows and begin breaking it down. I'm, I'm very, very technical. Every word you know, means something. We're all naturally suggestible <clears throat> neuro-linguistic programming to get people to, modify, to move into certain behavior. That's why advertising works. We're all naturally suggestible, so there's a science to it. Now, Hypnosis is not fluffy that way. Right. Now, are some of the principles that you teach consistent with this tremendous series of DVD videos you have? Yes. That I, I can't believe you are so specific. You have a DVD for every, uh, like you'd mentioned, if you want to quit smoking or if you want to improve your love life, I'm sure, or if you want to uh, do whatever it is that you want to improve in your life, you have a DVD for that. Correct. Uh, which is amazing, which I, I admire not only in terms of the fact that you have a lot to offer people to better themselves, but boy, that's got to be good on the pocketbook too. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's a good <laughs> you got business. You've got great marketing. I you can't know, believe the merchandise you have. And when you do it to want, I mean, I have a natural desire to want to help people. I want, I want to leave people better than when I found them. And everything that we do begins with the power of the mind. It begins in thought. You begin to change the way we think, you change the way you behave. Sure. Uh, so these programs are all designed for that. It's designed to uh, allow the subconscious mind to be written, rewritten. And everything we do is, stems from our, our emotions, our mind, our, our thought, our creativity, which means that it doesn't matter what we're talking about, any habit, any desire, any skill, it all comes from the mind power. So it doesn't, you name a condition or an ailment or something that somebody wants to change about themselves, it stems and begins from the mind. Well, I think um, there couldn't be a better example of how the power of your mind can heal. Uh, I can't think of a better example than yourself that you experienced back when you were 21 years old. You had a rather horrific uh, accident. You were, if I'm not mistaken, hit by a drunk driver head on. Mm -hmm broke your back, fractured your skull, that would have either killed most people or disabled them for the rest of their lives. Now, I understand, if I'm, again, if I'm not mistaken, that through the power of your mind, without medication, you willed yourself back to health within a couple months and you were back to performing within six months or something? That, What's the story behind that? That is How did, And I'm sure true. that influenced you, inspired you to want to do all this. I well, guess. I went and... Uh, <laughs> To, to go before that, I, I was uh, getting, I was in school, college, uh, and trying to get into med school. And so that was what I was going to do. And, and really? uh, I kind of happened upon hypnosis by accident. My, you know, and I, I saw a show, and I was fascinated by how the power of words and voice could make people behave a certain way in an entertaining fashion. So I was curious. I started doing reading and research. And um, then my friends got wind of that, and I hip started hypnotizing my friends. And <laughs> and uh, it became a party trick. Wow. It became, you know, the weekend party trick. And then people started hearing about that and calling me and saying, oh, we want you to do shows and, you know, do what you do. And, I, and this so was I started. When you were around 19 years old? Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing, you know, makeshift shows and just kind of fun, silly things and while I was still going to college. Then um, the first year I did six shows, the next year 52, the year after that 115. Oh, my. And I decided that maybe I should print business cards, you know. Um, and That's this, so impressive. This might be an actual legitimate career. So I never chose it. It kind of chose me. And so I decided to call my parents and tell them I'm quitting school. And uh, they did, I mean, that did not go over well at all, obviously. You know, our son's <laughs> going to be a doctor, and now he's a sideshow variety freak. <laughs> you know, and that's really how, it, you know, they yeah, perceived that. Right. And 
from there, I said, well, I'll go and I'll take some training for hypnotherapy and take the clinical side of hypnosis. Yeah. So that when I fall flat on my face in this entertainment career, I got something to fall back on. I can do private sessions and, and work with people with weight loss or stop smoking or depression or whatever it is and have a legitimate clinical career. Uh, and so I went and did the training and not more than a month coming out of that training, I got hit by the drunk driver. And wow. so it was kind of like, the opportunity presented itself. You got to apply the principles on you, yourself. You know, you've learned these things, you're talking the talk, let's see you walk the walk. And wow. I became my wow. own success story by applying everything that I learned. I mean, so that's why everything that I do with the clinical aspect, I know how powerful it is because I've lived it. Um, I know how powerful the mind is. And people say, well, positive thinking doesn't, you know, it doesn't work. Well, do we believe that, uh, do you know people that can think themselves sick? You know, that constantly whine. Oh, and good that, Lord, yes. Yeah, so it's the exact, hypochondriacs to the oh, extreme. Sure. And so it's the exact opposite right, right. and powerful part of that, that. I believe in that completely. You know? And uh, so I was able to tap into a lot of that mind power and um, uh, really nurse myself back to health using uh, the power of my mind and all natural healing. And uh, to this day, it, it's, it really empowered me to make, uh, it, it kind of made me feel invincible, mind and body-wise. Sure. You know, there's nothing that I can't do, because I, I want to do it. I, I, I think that the mind power, you know, allows us to open up any opportunity we want to open up. And, you know, it brings to the saying that I say all the time that um, is the greater the want, the easier the how. And that's really was that defining moment for me and has begun to shape the, you know, my career 18 years later. So, Well, <laughs> it's, it's an amazing field that you got into that not everybody you know, aspires to from when they're a little kid, you know, I want to be a, a fireman, I want to be a football player. What is it, you know, like, is there something that ticked at some point where you woke up and you're like, I want to be a hypnotist? <laughs> well, it, the high school counselor wasn't one of the options that yes. the high school uh, guidance counselor was, uh, you know, offering so, uh, the career. Uh, so, you know, go to the career fair, you don't Did see you it. have an inspiration or did you, no. did you see somebody on TV? Did you... Did you go I and saw, see somebody in concert that you're I, like, oh, I want, to, I want to do that? I saw a live show uh -huh. and uh, in a nightclub uh, in Canada. I was 18 because it's a drinking age in Alberta, uh, where I'm from. And I was fascinated, and it was the curiosity. How does somebody on stage use the power of their words to say a few things and make people behave that way? And it wasn't the silly antics that amazed me. I remember when you saw the show last night, it's that when, they, when the hypnotist said sleep and everyone just slumped over in their chairs. I mean, I think I, I gasped. I went, oh, this doesn't make sense to me. And then it was the inquisitive part of me that says, I need to understand. I don't understand what hypnosis is. It, it's, it's creepy. It's cool. It's exciting. It's, it's inspiring. Yeah, it's, it was the, I felt all these emotions. that It's hard to believe that it's real, yeah. to be honest. Because, you know, in this world, we're, or this, not this world, but this city, where everything is a facade. <laughs> Nothing's Nothing real. is real. Yeah. You know, there's the cynicism that you go into a show going, oh, this has got to be paid actors. But then you think, how, how could you possibly pay not only the 20 some odd people that you deal with on stage, then all their family and friends in the audience. That are cheering. That are laughing. cheering yep. night after night after night with a different set of people. That's impossible. And, and that's still the number one complaint we have about the show, is people think that it's set up and prearranged. Matter of fact, uh, it, as you saw last yeah, night, it's, every it's single night, I do a group photo of everyone on stage, uh -huh. and we post it on our Facebook. You can go back through my Facebook for hundreds of shows, and you won't see the same people. Every single night, Is that real right? people from really? the audience. And, you know, and the only way we can say that that's true is volunteer yourself and see. Sure. Volunteer yourself, get the experience, and it's such a cool and fun experience. What a uh, wonderful thing to do to come to Vegas. You want to try something different, especially if you have a cocktail or two, feeling loose, feeling free to, to kind of let yourself go. To see what you're able to take these individuals, which I'm guessing are r rather conservative people during the day, working in their, uh, you know, legitimate conservative jobs, and then they come in there, and you're able to have them do things they've probably never done in their life, and to the uh, obvious <laughs> entertainment value to the crowd and their friends and family, do they even have a clue as to what just happened to them until they see the DVD of what they? went through for the last hour and a half? About, they, are they aware of what's happening? About 70% of the people are aware. Uh -huh. But they can't help it. They're aware of what's happening. They're almost like a bystander. I'll say, oh, well, on the count of three, you know, you hear this music, you'll river dance. In their minds, they, their conscious mind, because the conscious mind, we're, we're talking two layers here, conscious versus subconscious. 
the conscience goes, I'm not going to river dance. This sounds so ridiculous. I'm not yeah. going to do it. And then the music comes on, and the subconscious mind overrides. And it goes, yes, you are. And it begins to make this stuff happen. It almost could some ways feel like you're a puppet. You're aware of what's happening, but you can't help it. That's for about 70% of the people. 30% of the people who are the, more the deeper you know, volunteers that are participating have no recollection whatsoever. It's complete blackout. Saw, saw. It's like New Year's Eve. You know, it's like you don't remember anything at all. Or a Friday night at Zoe Bowie. <laughs> One of the two. Well, speaking of uh, many of the people that have come into your show, I think we might have one of them in the live chat room right now, ah. if you don't mind taking another question. Sure, absolutely. Uh, we actually got several questions here. Chat is blowing up. Uh, we'll start with Jackie. Jackie wants to know, what's the most powerful or impressive results you've seen as a result of hypnosis other than your own? Uh, well, this also very close to home. Um, I hypnotized my wife to deliver all three of our babies using hypnosis as the only anesthesia. Uh, so pain-free childbirth. Uh, was, oh my gosh! It was uh, it was awesome. Not only was it really awesome for me to witness that, it was so empowering for her and so incredibly empowering to the baby being born. All of our daughters, um, we have three, and and. No that's, chemical, no drugs. The baby's beautiful. coming out like, like almost alert and, and, and awake and just what a great start to life. And even the doctors, um, the, the, the doctor, the, the support staff, uh, after our first baby, we went in for the second, uh, two years later, and they said, what's your birthing plan? We said, oh, we're using hypnosis. And the nurse goes, oh, you're the one. Oh, you're She kidding. goes, oh, we heard about you. So my wife's like a legend in the hospital. Uh, and it's just, it's remarkable. Okay, next question. Uh, Daniel Excellent. wants to know, how do you get folks to, to trust you as a stage hypnotist, um, or does it matter? <laughs> oh, it's organic vodka, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think what, it's so funny that you say that when people come up and they get to do these, these crazy things, what a memory it makes uh, when you're visiting Vegas. Uh, but what the cool part about being in a hypnosis show and hypnotized is you get to be your truest personality without consequence. You get to right. do anything right. and be anything. It's if, I, if I were to say, you know, this, is, this doesn't apply to you, if I were to say, get up and, and just sing a song in front of the camera, 98% of the population would go, oh, I, I can't, oh, I, there's no way I can like, do that. You're comfortable. That's who you are. You can do that. But in hypnosis, get up and sing a song, they just do. And there's never that thought of, what are people going to think? There's never that fear of criticism. And that's what hypnosis does. It removes that inhibition. So it allows you to be your truest personality without consequence. So I never have really a hard time getting volunteers up on stage because people want to be up there. And when you're in Vegas, you want to be crazy. You want to have fun. So I talk to the audience a little bit up front, at the beginning and build a little rapport, explain the hypnosis a little. Yes. Uh, and I mean, you saw last night. Who sure. wants to volunteer? What, we had 30 people oh, rush the amazing. stage? Yeah, so there's never a shortage of volunteers. Well, I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> I've always found this uh, to be interesting. What would, ha what, I'm sure you've experienced this over the years. Say you get a, a man who is a happily married guy with kids, and maybe, like, as an example, I had some people sitting next to me last night where it was the wife and I think what was, was her parents mm -hmm. getting up where they got to see the son-in-law go up there and at first reluctantly participate with some of the more sexual content that you, you bring into the show. Have you ever seen where there's been a problem where something or somebody does something on stage and by the time they sit down, they're no longer a couple? <laughs> because of certain things that may come out of their deep-rooted personality. Uh, as an example, when you have them, uh, you do this one, I won't say a lot about it, but uh, you, you have them act as porn stars to right. some degree. They're auditioning. They're yes. auditioning. Uh, yeah. to be in a porn movie. Now, say as an example, one all of a sudden in a subconscious brings out gay tendencies right. or something. And then they have to sit down with their, their mom and father-in-law. Right. <laughs> How does that, have you ever had any problem with that or well, some not, repercussions no. after the show? No, or? and I'll tell you why. Um, one, I'm very conscious of that. I'm very aware of that. So notice how I staged mm -hmm. that suggestion. Yes. We put in, right, right. you know, a 50 million dollar contract deal on that particular male uh -huh. blow up doll that we have. So 
Right. There's now a scapegoat for that person. Gotcha. You know, it's like, oh, well, I did it for the money. Or yeah, right. No, you were very no clever in the what, way you worded that. Right. So it's it's that being conscious of that is super important. The second thing is, uh, it, a lot like alcohol, it's, it's it's no excuse, but people use it as excuse. Oh, you said this, you said that, you said that. Oh, well, I was hypnotized. Oh, you said this, did that, did that. Oh, well, I was I was drunk. I don't remember. There's a parallel there. You know, it's almost <laughs> like there's oh, I wasn't able I wasn't able to control that. Is the is the fallacy or the perception that comes with that. Um, but on the flip side, notice the one guy that didn't really participate? Yes. Okay. There's what we call a subconscious watchdog, yes. where in the environment that you're in, your subconscious mind goes, no, that's not okay. Just because you're hypnotized doesn't make you stupid. Right. Uh, so um, here's a better analogy for it. Uh, people ask, well, who's hypnotizable? Who's not? When are you hypnotized? Uh, when can you be hypnotized? For example, let's say that uh, you, or we'll, we'll call it your Uncle Frank, uh -huh. uh, is an attorney. And I asked for volunteers at his attorney's holiday party. And he's trying to make partner. He comes up and he sits down in the chair and he's going through these relaxation things. I'm saying breathe in and relax. In his mind's going, what if I say something stupid about the senior partner yeah. of the firm? I'll never get this job. Right. He's not going to relax. That, he's not going to allow himself to go into hypnosis very well. And even if I did something that was compromising, he would awaken from hypnosis and not participate. Because you won't do anything that's against your morals or your belief system, even when hypnotized. Like, uh, and I'll get back to that point in a second. You take Uncle Frank and move him out of that scenario. Now you put him into the family reunion. Now he's crazy Uncle Frank with a lampshade on his head and he'll yes. do anything. So the social environment can dictate people's suggestibility. Last night I did a, a hypno joint where you let them yes. smoke a yes. hundred times more powerful than a regular joint. Right. And a couple of people chose not to take it. Right. And they said, oh, no, I, I don't smoke. Even hypnotized with my suggestion, they still pass the joke across. That. So you can't, that, and that just proves the fact that you, won't, you can't make someone do anything that's against their morals or beliefs. Well, the show is extremely entertaining. And it's equally fascinating to see uh, what the human psyche is allowing itself to do and not to do. There's so many things I want to ask you about this. Unfortunately, we have to take a short little break. We come back, everybody. We're going to continue with Mark Savard, the big-time celebrity over at the Planet Hollywood. Uh, I'm Chris Phillips. You're watching Talk Tales. We'll be right back. I'm Courtney Leone. This is Vegas Video Network. You want me to mention awkward silence? Let's do that then. Okay. Never been on set here before. I'm always out live on location for Awkward Silence 2.1. I'm Courtney Leone, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. Good, better. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome back to the Vegas Video Network. You're watching Talk Tales, which comes to you every Monday night from here in Las Vegas. I'm Chris Phillips, and tonight we have a dear friend of mine who is uh, not only talented, but extremely fascinating, I'd say, uh, in what he has chosen to do for a living. He is a hypnotist. And a comedian, I must say. You're equally as funny as you are. Well, thank you. Hypnotizing. Thank you. <laughs> and what an enjoyable hour and a half that is to go over to the V Theater at the Planet Hollywood and to see your friends and family get up on stage and make complete buffoons out of themselves. Well, I'm glad you, <laughs> and I'm glad you enjoyed the show, but you didn't volunteer. Well, I, I think that, you know, I make a fool out of myself enough during the week <laughs> that uh, nobody else wants to see that anymore, especially me. And uh, I, I have a lot of demons. Mm. Do, you think, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think you could be hypnotized? I think I would open myself up to that. I would love to do that because I've always been somewhat cynical mm -hmm. to that. Uh, now I'm not. I, I'm, a, I'm a believer, especially after last night. I, yeah. I realized that that is 100% legitimate. And you'd be comfortable doing whatever oh, on stage. Oh, you could probably yeah. more so than most, yeah. for sure. I would yeah. love to do that. Yeah, I've seen your top 40 act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm usually hypnotized uh, throughout most of that, but it's usually by... It's a, great. I love it. I, it I've, yeah. I've seen your show three times. I mean, I, well, I, I have somebody that comes in by the name of Crown Royal before we go oh, on that mm -hmm. somehow <laughs> takes over my mind. It's such a fun show. There's somebody that you did hypnotize that I think was probably one of the high points in your... 
uh, not only your career, but your personal life, because I know you're from Canada. I know you're a big hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Is that true that you got to hypnotize Wayne Gretzky, or was it, you were at his retirement party, correct? Uh, well, yeah. For 3,000 people, and you got to be one of the entertainers? What was that yes, like? Yes, that a was... Hockey um, fan. Ah, I mean... You know, being in, in, you know, growing up in Canada as a kid, especially in northern Alberta in the heyday of the Edmonton sure. Oilers and the Stanley Cup and when Wayne Gretzky played, you had to be a hockey fan or you're, like, deported, you know. <laughs> right. uh, and um, so it was part of, part of who I was. I've always been, you know, a huge hockey fan. I play hockey. Um, you know, I wish I could get out a little more often uh, than I do now, but uh, it's just always been, you know, a pleasure of mine. And, and I was invited to perform at his, at his party. And, That's and so cool. There was 2,999 people at the event. <laughs> They had to end it on a 99, of course. Yeah, and right. um, so it was, it was fun. I hypnotized a bunch of people, and, and all the routines that I did were all hockey-themed. <laughs> so it was really, really neat. So I thought out these really creative routines. And, and um, you know, one, I didn't think out all that well. I made the people who were hypnotized think that they just won the Stanley Cup. And, and uh, <laughs> so they're all cheering and laughing and, you know, and, and having, celebrating and having a great time until I told them that the goal that they won in overtime was under video review. <laughs> Not thinking these are crazy psychotic hockey fans. They wanted to start fighting, and they came to me thinking that I'm I was the referee. So they're all on my face. Whoa, what are you talking? And they're swearing, and they're, I mean, this. I'm like, whoa, 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 oh you know. God. So we, you know, it was a really funny routine, and I awarded them a little Stanley Cup, a little five-inch Stanley Cup, oh. and they're holding it and, and stuff. So the, the players got a real kick out of it, and, and Wayne well, didn't participate. Um, uh, yeah. But. Uh, but I, just recently, actually a few weeks ago, I was able to uh, connect with Wayne and, and do some private work with him, some private sessions, one-on-one stuff. So, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, well, speaking of Wayne, apparently he's in our live chat room. Ah. <laughs> what does he have to say, Scott? <laughs> uh, Wayne says, hello, eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two questions. Both are really interesting. Uh, first one's from G-Man. G-Man wants to know, do you have a favorite routine or moment in your show? And the second one is from uh, Barnhart. I think it might be Don Barnhart. And he wants to know, have you ever put, one, put somebody so deep into a trance it scared you that you might not be able to bring them out again? Yes, my wife, 13 years ago. So we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that how you got her to marry? <laughs> yes, that's exactly how. Yeah, I married up. I did well. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did she's, well. She's quite a looker, too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, uh, I did okay. Yeah. Scott, she's quite lovely. And yeah. lovely children. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I think the, my favorite routine is, uh, I, I mean, there's so many. I've got about 10 hours of material, and you saw about an hour and a half of it. Because, uh, I mean, you th- just put your mind out there what you think might be funny to make someone do. And it usually is. <laughs> so sure. so there's, n- there's no limit to what I can do and, and, uh, as far as setting up a routine. My favorite's probably the snake. When I turn, the, I do a, a pretend magic yeah, trick. I turn a, I borrow someone's belt and turn it into a snake. Sure. Uh, and uh, that's probably one of my favorite routines. Uh, you know, and, and uh, that's very funny. Yeah, I think the porn names too. When they come up with their own porn oh, name, that's, you know, that's. Uh, it, you know what's really cool about this? It's, it's hard so to answer funny because to see who people really are yeah. underneath. You know, their outer shells. Social standards. That, they put on themselves, you yeah. know. Well, we we feel that we need, away and we feel oh that we need God. to be, behave in a certain way. We're in yes. when we're in certain situations, sure. and hypnosis takes that all away. And I think what's really cool about my job and and, and what allows what I think I have the greatest job in the world. And you'd say that everyone says that. Sure. Um, I don't have to sing the same songs every every right. single no, weekend. No, it's different and fresh. Even though I give the same suggestions and I tell every single person maybe you know the same thing every night, six nights a week, their perception of what that suggestion is is different. So I'm part of the audience, too. Well, it's got to be so interesting from your perspective because you're not only an entertainer and the ringleader, but you're also a casting agent. Yes. Because what you're doing is you're taking a bunch of random people, and you have a preconceived notion of these characters that you want each and one of them to be, and I can see you working it and, and whittling these people down to being uh, the perfect candidates for each one of these characters you want them to be, I'm sure. I think that would be fascinating to see uh, night after night, uh, how you work your magic in terms of putting these people into different roles that you know you're going to be able to pick on through the evening. And, and I, I, I found the casting agent aspect of what you do terribly interesting. I'm sure that... Well, uh, I, I like that you picked up on that. Sure. And, and because those were... down from like 25 to right. like about 9 or 10 people. And that's the intricacies of the hypnosis show that I think are the most challenging. Putting someone into hypnosis is easy. I can teach you how to hypnotize someone in, in an hour. Uh, orchestrating and putting it into entertainment is what the challenging part of it is. Right. 
And it was, it's, I like the, that your inquisitive mind was watching it that way because I, the audience, uh, you were sitting in the front row last night, and uh, uh, the audience is watching and laughing, and I noticed you a couple of times. You're watching the show like this. I could just see the wheels oh, spinning yeah, going. So you know, it, it is fascinating, and, and most people that are inter- to watch the entertainment of part of it, um, but it was, it, was, it was fun for me to watch you. You know, uh, so unique. Taking you know. in all, the, you know, had the process of how it all works. Well, uh, do you mind if you take one more question? I know that we'd yeah, love to get. To, I yeah, love that's, getting. That's what it's to, for. Uh, your I mean, fans sure. and yeah, what, do you, yeah. what else you got over there, Scott? Yeah, Don wants to know where do you see as the future of hypnosis <laughs> and the future of flavored vodka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, ooh, that's a, that's a big one. That's a big that's, boy pour right that's there. That's a big one. Wow, I, I feel like I'm out with uh, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're, oh uh, I, want, I want to wait. I'm holding out to the very end. Okay. I'm, cheers. It's good, though, isn't it? Yes. I mean, and, and people say, well, what, what do you mix it with? We're made up mm. of 70% water to begin with, so a mixture is kind of redundant. <laughs> Agreed? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why even the ice? <laughs> the future of hypnosis. I think this is hitting me because I forgot what the question was. The future of hypnosis. The future of hypnosis. <laughs> uh, I think that what's happening in the world of especially personal development, if people are starting to now realize that they're having to take accountability for their own lives. Mm-hmm. You know, for the last couple of decades, it's like, oh, you know, call the doctor, call this, call that, call that. And I think yes. people are, are realizing now, if I don't make a difference. And I'm somebody who's very against that. Right. And that's why I'm terribly fascinated by what you're talking about here. If you don't make the changes yourself, who's going to? You know, I mean, in the question, the question, I always pose the question, you know, when someone comes up to me with a problem and they say, what do I do about this? What do I do with that? Oh, I'm thinking this. I'm thinking that. I don't like my job. I don't, I don't like my relationship that I'm in. I throw it back to them. So well, what are you going to do about it? Right. I don't know. I, I, so it, I think that we're starting to take that empowerment ourselves and we're starting to take accountability for our own actions. Um, and I think that's where it's shifting. Um, I think that, you know, where I'd like to see it going is Doctors, chiropractors, massage therapists, uh, you know, Reiki therapists, everyone is not necessarily going to tell you how to get better. I think they're going to be instruments and tools and help you because you know your mind and body more, more than anybody. You know how you feel. You know what you're thinking. And I think that everyone working together, I think, is where the direction of personal development and, and self-help is going. And don't you think in the medical field that our country in particular is so overly prescribed with chemicals that we just don't need to, to fund these pharmaceutical companies that could be alleviated completely with exactly the principles you're talking about. Right. And I believe that um, some of the things that, like I have this, these crazy ideas, these crazy visions, and, and one of the visions is I'd love to, to implement and, and working on, I, I want to begin working on uh, an idea and executing an idea of like seventh and eighth graders. Why don't we teach them about the power of their own mind, what they're capable of doing, where their, their, the potential is limitless, and to understand that, you know, because what we're doing as a society is we begin to, to protect and shield people. You know, oh, well, you know, let, let's not give everyone, let's not give first, second, and third place ribbons. Let's give everyone a participation right. ribbon. Right. Yeah. I, there's something that I could not hate that more than anything. <laughs> right. Because we have to learn not only how to win, but how to lose. And if yeah. everyone becomes right. even keel, yes. it's like the whole No Child Left Behind program. We're making excuses and we're allowing the accountability to just go away. Well, that's and why our country became the most powerful country in the world is that competitive spirit and yeah. capitalism. And but we're taking that away in I our youth. We are. I know we are. We're taking it away. Now, and is I think that one of the reasons mistake. you started the International Institute of Hypnosis? Yes. Does that fall under that umbrella as to why yes. you began? What is uh, that all about? I've got a, well, I mean, really, I teach hypnotherapy, teach hypnosis, you know, as a career. Um, Hypnosis has never been more prominent than it is today. You know, in the 50s and 60s, it was, you know, witchcraft. You know, right, I mean, right. you know, in the 1930s, I'd be born at, burned at yes, stake. Yes, you, you would. You know, I mean, doing what I do. Hypnotize people and give them a blow-up doll, witch, you know. Uh, so <laughs> it's really come a long way. Uh, and it's becoming a lot more widely accepted. It, it, I think people are starting to see what the power of the mind is. And not only are they going, oh, this is really crazy and cool. They're starting to think, how can I apply that to my life? And it's inspiring them to go out and make a difference and, and, and say, hey, if, if you can hypnotize someone to river dance in front of 500 people, could you help me stop smoking? Right. 
And the answer to that question is, yeah, of course. And it comes from the power within. So that's where that, that entire program, once you become a student of the mind, you can't get away from it. You become a student of the mind forever. And that's the direction it's going. And, and I've come up with a you know, really cool program that's coming out. I hope to get it finished in 2012. Um, well, good. About reprogramming the subconscious mind. Uh, you know, the experts say that it takes 21 to 30 days to do it. I, I, uh -huh. I, I found a way to do it in 10. So uh, we're designing the wow. program. Um, it's going to be hot and it's going to be real cool. And, and I think the driving factor is to empower people to make a difference in their life, to allow them to live the dreams that they've always wanted to dream, you know? And, and we have one life. Their full so potential. Yeah, of, course, they're, of course. They're, they're putting a, a cap on where they think they can go with things, I'm sure. And they need to just take that off and explore their own mind that I'm sure. Uh, you know, most people don't even begin to explore. Yeah, like the program, The Secret. You know, do you remember The yeah, Secret? Of course. Um, I liked it, and then I hated it. Right, right. I liked it because it had the right ideas and the concepts. Throw it out in the universe, yeah, and it'll right, come to you. Right. The law of attraction is just a tiny law at best. You know, if it really worked, I mean, you know, you'd have been dating a supermodel at 15, I'm sure, if you're throwing that out <laughs> in the universe. You know, uh, as we all would, as we all would. Uh, so if that's the case, I've been picking on you all night. <laughs> As, if that's the case, I mean, I would be, you know, people would get more than what they're getting currently. But what's happening is, is where the secret, I feel, fell short. I'm probably getting in trouble from this. I'm going to get you know, a thousand emails. Oh. Uh, the, where it fell short was it told us to throw it out in the idea, out in the universe. But there's organic change that's happening inside. And, oh, I want to meet somebody, want to meet somebody, want to meet somebody, want to meet that perfect somebody. Well, what's really happening is that idea goes in the mind, the head starts coming up, the chin's up, there's eye contact, they're smiling with the people that you're meeting. What happens? You end up meeting somebody. So it's the organic change that's happening inside. It's not necessarily the universe that's throwing it in. So I want to take it to the next step and show what those tools are and how it's affecting your mind and body, that synergistic approach, and how you can apply it in your life and control what those tools are, as opposed to throw it in the universe, throw it into your own universe and make a difference. And I think once you are able to establish the principles of what you're talking about, that would relate to everything in your life, from business to personal relationships to uh, habits that you may want to get rid of to who knows. But If it has to do with mind, emotion, uh, it, it has to do, you know, well, then you can change Well, speaking of students that. Uh, that you're referring to, we have one, in, one last question in the oh, yeah, live yeah, chat yeah, room, yeah, if you yeah. don't mind, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. We've gone a little long here, but uh, the chat is blowing up. This is fascinating. Uh, two questions. One. Uh, do you believe that hypnosis can help somebody with a long-term chronic uh, pain? And second, do you do individual hypnosis? All right. Well, the, to answer the first question, uh, wow. yes, absolutely. Um, with long-term chronic pain, and, and pain can be controlled. It, you know, our mind receives it as a, as a gauge. Um, the, the, the pain receptors come from the body, and they go to the mind. The mind receives it and says, how much does it hurt? And... From the mind perspective, you can turn that off from the source or from the brain. You know, but again, you don't want to turn that off because it's our body's right. way of telling us something's wrong. Um, if you, you know, broke your leg, sure. to me to hypnotize you, it says that you not feel it whatsoever. Ignore when you it, walk yeah. on it, you're going you're gonna to do some permanent damage. There's a reason why that system's there. So I don't like to take away people's pain completely when I'm dealing with hypnosis. But our, med our bodies have more medicine than any pharmacy could ever sell us. Right. It's a matter of tapping into it. You hear those stories of you know, the lady that picks up the car off her kid, or you hear shock. That's a prime example. You get your arm cut off. People stop feeling it. They go into shock because their mind cuts off, blocks, blocks that so that they can get the attention and the care that they need at the time. So yeah, chronic pain, absolutely. Hypnosis is probably the most effective uh, form of natural therapy for chronic pain. Um, and uh, the results that people get are, are just phenomenal. My story being one of them, a broken back, uh, you know, and, and healing myself naturally that way, um, you know, using hypnosis as, as the only anesthesia for that. Um, as far as private sessions, I used to do private sessions a lot, and with, I think, the schedule that I have, six nights a week, promoting marketing, you know what it's like to be an entertainer, I haven't taken any private clients for about two and a half years. Um, with a couple of special cases here and mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. but it's just been, you know, I, I I think that we're helping people one-on-one -on -one has been super important to me, but designing the programs that I have and lecturing, reaching three to 500, 1,000 people at a time, I found to be you know, more effective um, for me and being able to inspire them to make changes. So, so unfortunately, I haven't been seeing private clients. Well, there's something I like to ask uh, a lot of the guests that I have on, on the show. Uh, it's a little bit off the subject, but it kind of relates to uh, you being an entertainer in Las Vegas. Uh, obviously, there are 
not a lot, but two or three other, I guess you might say competitors, sure. so to speak, that are that build themselves as hypnotists uh, in, in a comedic nature. Is there camaraderie amongst the hypnotists here in town, or is there kind of a uh, competitive animosity, Or, if, if, to be honest? How does that work? Because I, I know most of you guys personally, yep. but I don't know how you all interact with amongst yourselves. I'm wondering if, how, what that dynamic is like. Well, I, I think that people um, from the outside in you know, feel that there's a, you know, animosity you know, between magicians yeah, or hypnotists. Right, right, right. Or jugglers, or <laughs> you know, or comedians. Uh -huh. But when you talk about musicians, you don't feel like it's the same way. None, zero. Everyone plays music. No, that's big love fest. Right, and <laughs> and it's okay. But we're all, we're all smoking weed though. Right, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, care less. <laughs> um, so to answer your question, I, I think that there's um, I spend more time worrying about my business than other people's business. But it, there's a total camaraderie. I mean, I so, get along with the other hypnosis, the, the other hypnosis shows, and the hypnotists in town, uh -huh. and we exchange texts, and we you know go to events, and, and uh, there's yeah, it's not like that at all. I think that you know in the last few years of reality TV, people want it to be like that. Sure. But but it's not. I mean, it's not. It's all cool. I mean, I think that um, coming from 18 years of doing entertainment, entertainment, you know, you you support other entertainers. You want them to do well. There's enough work for everybody. Uh, I think that uh, you know there's there's enough people that come to town. Uh, you know, to, for a lot of people to have successful shows, and and I wish everybody the best. And and you know, it, that side of it. The other side of it is there is a competitive nature. You you know, but not just against you know hypnosis shows. I mean, no. I could every single night I compete against David Copperfield and Blue Man Group. Right. You know, right. so it's. You know, there's 100, and 100 shows happening every single night in town, so it becomes part of that business. Uh, you know, well, it, I can tell you this as a, as a fan of Las Vegas shows. If I was to spend my hard-earned money by going out and seeing uh, uh, a show here in Las Vegas, I don't think you'd get more for your money than going to see Mark Savard at the V Theater every night at 10 o'clock, well, dark on Fridays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, entertaining, hilarious, but interesting. You leave feeling as though you got something in terms of substance. Uh, and I, I couldn't have had more fun last night, and I thank you so much for inviting me. And if you're ever in Las Vegas, please check out Mark Savard at Planet Hollywood. What a wonderful hour and a half that is. And thank I you. dare you, I challenge you to become a volunteer because I can tell you that's going to uh, be a very, very interesting part of your trip to Las Vegas, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I know you've got all these, we have to wrap this up, we're way over time, but I know you've got all these DVDs that talk about quit smoking and to lose weight. I need the one on how to pick up on teenage girls. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> what? You, <laughs> you're already an expert. <laughs> Are you ready for the big, t the, the breathalyzer challenge? Oh my goodness. All right, let's see how this works, Ira. All right, we'll go first. Mine says minty fresh. <laughs> no, I did not get I did not get a reading. I think I did it wrong because I went down to zero zero zero. That cannot be the case. Okay, give me a true reading here, safe mate. Safe mate, like there's such a thing in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, I got a 1.5. That's not true. I can't get it to read. Here, you do it. You try it. I did not get a reading. Give it a whirl. Hypnotist boy, uh -huh. let's see what you got. <laughs> That's the silliest thing I've ever done. <laughs> ever. What'd you get? I got, <laughs> hold on, it's, no, 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 we're not doing it right. I know, something's we gotta, up. No, we gotta read the instructions. It oh, tells you when to blow. <laughs> it tells you when to blow. Hey, if I can't play a video game, this is way out of my league. All right. Okay, so five, okay. he's counting down, wait, five, four, oh, three, okay. two, one. I didn't see that. Okay. <laughs> Hang in there, Scott. Tells me my level is at oh, okay. Chris Phillips. Oh! Oh! oh. oh. Uh, I, well, don't, I don't think it's working. I, I'm the only entertainer of the town that has their own custom cuffs. 
Okay. I don't think it's working. All right. Well, we'll give it. A, we, that'll give you an excuse to come back. Would you come back again? I would love that. Well, folks, once again, you're watching Talk Tales on the Vegas Video Network. Once again, I want to let you know that you can contact us anytime at Talk Tales at VegasVideoNetwork.com if you have. <laughs> Doc we, Tom. We, we don't need a reading for we that. We don't need a reading. <laughs> Well, I, I have to say I'm now a, a fan of organic vodka. <laughs> and cheers. And here is uh, to the entertainer parties that you and your buddy Andy Walmsley throw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think we got one coming up on Thursday night. Thursday, right? you, yeah. You guys have been so cool to create camaraderie again in this town by bringing entertainers together in our little secret sauce parties that we have. And I love these things, and I thank you guys for throwing them. Also, I'm not allowed to talk about this, but I know you got some great news that you're going to be announcing I know Wednesday. You, I don't know if you read that on my Facebook. I yeah, did, I can't and I know you can't. I can't, I can't release it till Wednesday. <laughs> don't Exciting. let the cat out of the beanbag, Lucy. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, my friend, thank you so for coming excited. in here. I can't wait to hear about the announcement. You got Mark Savard sitting here with me on Talk Tales over at Planet Hollywood. We'll see you next, uh, in two Mondays from now. Happy holidays, everybody, and thanks for watching. Thank you.